Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We are continuing our journey through the Gospel of Matthew. We're in the 13th chapter, and we're actually at the end of the 13th chapter. This chapter has been full of the parables of Jesus. And there's a little point of conclusion right here related to those parables. But then this passage reveals some things right here. <laughs> this is one of the most insightful uh, just narrative parts, just telling us some things about Jesus and his life, things that you can glean. It's also very sad. Okay, it's sad. And we'll see why here in just a moment. It's also a portion of the scripture that you can just sort of read over and think it's okay, like a historical account right here, and you just sort of blow through it, and you don't pay attention. So let me encourage you to do what? Pay attention. So here we go. Matthew chapter 13, verse 53 says this. When Jesus had finished these parables, he departed from there. So this is me. He was in an area. He presented some parables to him. He gets done with them. He leaves. Next verse tells us where he goes. Verse 54, he came to his hometown and began teaching in their synagogue. Now, let me stop in the middle of the sentence there. There's that phrase again, um, their synagogue, in their synagogue. Uh, that sort of arrested my attention a while back. And uh, I'm just sort of paying attention to it as I read through the scriptures, their synagogue. And I've mentioned it before, but it bears repeating. We know that there was a temple Okay, it's the temple in Jerusalem. But then they had synagogues in uh, cities and towns about where uh, the Jewish people would gather together and they would worship and they would teach the word. But I find it interesting that the Lord always, in the word, he refers to it as their synagogue. Nearly, almost, but probably not quite <laughs> like he's saying, I don't really have anything to do with that. Well, he does have something to do with it. Uh, but it's not like he mandated and told them to build a synagogue in every town and every place they were, okay? He's just saying that it's their synagogue. And I tell you, folks, when I look around, this is the verbiage, the grammar I hear all the time. We're always talking about our church, my church, and we're speaking of a location and a building and a gathering place. It's the same mindset. And I don't think that's a very beneficial mindset for the kingdom. So anyway, Jesus comes home. He comes to his hometown. He begins teaching them in their synagogue so that they were astonished. And they said, where did this man get this wisdom and these miraculous powers? Now, here they are. He, they knew him. It says hometown here. Okay, They knew who he was. And they're about to show how much they knew in just a moment. And they asked a the question. Where did this man get two things, the wisdom and the mighty works, the miracles, the miraculous powers, the ability to do that. Notice how they uh, ask about both. Most of us would go, man, where did you get the power to do this and do that? And the wisdom probably would not impact our modern mindset as much. Isn't that sort of sad? I think it really is. But they're asking, where did he get this wisdom? Well, why would they be asking that wisdom thing? Well, from our point of view and even their point of view, he hadn't been to school. 
Okay? He hadn't been to rabbinical school. He hadn't been raised in that type of thing, et cetera, et cetera. So where did he get this wisdom, and where did he get these miraculous powers? Well, they had some more questions. These are the questions that they're asking one another. These were the questions that were going about in the city. Verse 55, is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary and his brothers James and Joseph and Simon and Judas? So what are they saying? They're asking these questions. They say, hey, we know this guy. We know his mother here. We know his brothers. Verse 56, we know his sisters and his sisters. Are they not all with us? Where did this man get all these things? So they're actually acknowledging a genealogy here. <laughs> they're saying, hey, we know this guy. We know his family. We know his mama right here. And then you notice daddy's not mentioned. Daddy's probably gone to glory long since, okay? But we know his mama. We know his brothers. We know his sisters are all right here. Where did this man get these things? He's one of us. In other words, he's a human being. He's not any more special than we are. We know it. So how in the world can he work these miracles? And how does he have this wisdom? And verse 57 now, the sad part. Are you ready for this? And they took offense at him. They took offense at him. What does that mean? Let me see what the other translations say. King Jimmy says they were offended in him. Okay. ESV, and they took offense at him. The Lexham says, and they were offended by him. Why in the world would they be offended? And what is, what's that word offended? That's a great word. The Greek is scandalizo, the scandalon, okay? To cause somebody to stumble, stumble to give offense. In this sense right here, <coughs> they were, excuse me, guys, they were taking offense at Jesus. They were offended by him. Why were they offended by him? Why in the world would they have been offended? Because he's one of us. He has great wisdom. He has these great miraculous powers. But he comes from this family. They had a point and a decision to make. And the point and the decision is this. Are you going to believe? Are you going to believe? Jesus had already warned him about this. Y'all remember that? He, he, it was earlier in Matthew. Matthew 11, 6, Jesus said this. And blessed is he who does not take offense at me. And here are his hometown people, his family, his people, his folks, taking offense at him. Jesus knew it. Apparently they weren't hiding it because the, the 50, verse 57 continues. But Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his hometown. That, and that means his part of the country and in his own household. So what is he saying? He's saying that other people will readily acknowledge that somebody is a prophet or is speaking prophetically or is gifted in whatever way. Other people will see that and will honor that. But the people of the hometown and of his own household will often not believe and will reject. Then the last verse, verse 58 of Matthew 13 says this, and here's the doubling down on the sad thing. The first sad thing, they took offense at him. They made a decision to not believe. They had already declared the truth of it. Think of that. They declared the truth. 
that he had miraculous power, that he had great wisdom, that he's able to do all these things, that he was human. Because he said, he, 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 is he not the carpenter's son? Isn't that great? That's actually mentioned Joseph there, right? Obliquely. <clears throat> the carpenter's son. They had testified to that, but they chose to not believe, and they chose to take offense. Then verse 58, and Jesus did not do many miracles there because of their unbelief. So what is a taken offense? Unbelief. They chose to not believe. Many people in the world today like that. They hear, they choose not to believe. There's people professing to be true believers in the church, in the body of Christ, who truly don't believe. Okay, Now, I'm, there's things that we can debate over and disagree over. We can disagree over end-time scenarios. That's always a fun one to pick on, right? That's fine. But when you're looking at the foundations and the bedrocks of Christianity and of the faith, and they don't believe, they don't believe, well, guess what's going to happen? Jesus did not do many miracles here. You can interpret this in a couple of ways, so let me just say it quickly. Because of their unbelief, Jesus didn't do anything. Or because of their unbelief, Jesus' power was quenched. You actually see in the Scripture, don't quench the Holy Spirit. You can quench the Holy Spirit, you can quench the power of God by your unbelief. It happened to Jesus, it can happen to us. My time is up. I'm Dale. I'll see you in the next episode.